I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. We want to thank Factor for sponsoring Play Retro. Get Factor and enjoy eating well with fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door and ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use code retro50 to get 50% off. Hello? Want to see me change the channel with my tongue? Where are you? Open the drapes. <laughs> One TV obsessed gecko. Revolutionary 3D graphics. It's Gex. Head of the gecko. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, it was a scream parody. Get yep. it? Yep. They knew what was up. They looked and then the he flashes her. Great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Play Retro. I am Scott Johnson, one of your hosts, and I like snarky lizards as much as the next guy, even when they're selling insurance policies. But here's the deal. I'm not willing to buy the 3DO just for a stupid lizard meant to take on Mario and Crash Bandicooters. Wait, what? Oh, it's on PlayStation and Saturn? Uh, and they're reviving it for modern systems this year? Well, then never mind. Inject a, an, <laughs> inject the gould into my veins. Ooh, the guy gould. Yeah. Gross. Yep. Oh, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and I'm not Dana Gould, and this is not the 90s, but if I were a gecko trapped in a TV wonderland and forced to whip and quip my way back to the real world, well, I would just kick up my sticky feet and look for the nearest Baywatch babe in lemon drop martini, sour, not stirred, and enjoy <laughs> the ride from my Barco lounger. It's the uh-huh. 90s, baby. Yeah, it really was the 90s, and we're going to talk about Gex. Yeah, that's right. The big G-E-X, yo. He's coming back. We're getting a whole like remaster of the first three. Coming to Switch for, for confirmed. I don't know about other platforms, but you know, we asked ourselves, it's well, why? What was the deal? It's supposed to be everything. It probably is everything, if I had to yeah, guess. Yeah, it's, well, it's running on that that uh, that engine they've been making these things with called the Carbon Engine. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's just like it, everything. Just It's the PlayStation system already works on there. All they got to yep. do is port in the uh, the I guess whatever is whatever freaking assets they have the assets. Well, they I guess claim they gotta go get the, Dana Gold to Gould and stuff him in there. Yeah, they probably get new lines out of him. I assume he's not doing got, much. But uh, the, there, there's a lot of references that are benign and kind of hilarious. And then there's some stuff mm, 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 a little troubling. Some of it troubling. Nineties, mm, mm. mm, yeah, early nineties. Mm. We didn't know shit yeah. about shit. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, all coming up. We're going to talk about that. Before we get into it, though, let's talk about our week in retro. Um, been thinking a lot about these retro handhelds that are coming out like one after another. Yeah. For some reason, we're oh, just like gosh, a wash so with many. it. 
uh, Ambernick kind of out there very prominently. Uh, the Mio, what is it? Mio Minis and stuff. The Minis. Yeah. A couple other brands popping their head out. Most of these are, you know, a lot of Chinese fact manufacturing and that kind of stuff going on. But everybody seems to be kind of hot on the idea right now. And I think we're about to have a bit of an explosion, maybe even a bubble of of mm. hardware solutions. And right. it's got me thinking, though, none of these places, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, give me a good example where I'm wrong, but it feels like most of these devices have nobody working there that's really great with software. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, yeah. I don't mean yeah. the ROMs. The ROMs are what they are. It's already right. dubious and weird. But like, uh, their the interfaces and UIs and the custom stuff they built for their little UX or their uh, their Unix like front ends or Linux front ends are all so janky and freaking bad and we're all yeah. installing something better on top of it because it's never good enough. Why? Why can't okay, one guy so hire great... one guy and be focused on that, and make it amazing, and yeah, maybe know two question. languages in your life so you can talk to the rest of the world and it isn't all really horrible. Uh, translations in any other language you want to put it in. Like, I just think that should be a priority think, since that's the stuff you're playing on there. So I, that's, that is a great question. And I hadn't thought about it in that framing, but from what I learned about 3DO this week, which I did not know a lot about until I started playing Gex, I knew it existed. Yeah. Um, I think it's all going to lie all in the same area. The 3DO was a, was more of a, a, uh, was like a specification. They had ships and stuff, but they weren't the manufacturers. They were no. selling the the plans and stuff and some of the hardware components uh, to third parties, such as Panasonic um, and well, Sunstar Sam's, or something. Anyway, Samsung, so they were selling to them. I think it was Samsung. And as a result, yeah. those manufacturers like Panasonic, they were having to make all their profit up front because they weren't making money on the software. So they were pricing these consoles against you know playstation who's like taking a loss you know sega right. taking a loss right and they're trying to make all their money up front yep. same with the, these pieces of hardware from all these manufacturers they're just selling a piece of hardware one time that's it they're done they're not making any more money afterwards so setting up someone doing software unless they're planning on doing some kind of service you know where they where they're providing something but they don't own none of the uh, software there's they don't own none of the, the games themselves right mm. they're not selling the games man if they could get if they could get tied in with like antstream who's killing it right now with uh the xbox deal they just signed right that's a software service yep. where you can play a bunch of you know this, phil spencer's so excited he's like hey, hey, hey we're bringing all like 1300 games retro games to the to the you know to the xbox and it's like hold on now what you really bringing their deal right their mm. little cloud gaming thing mm. which is cool and i love but you're right that's a really good question i think that's the reason why the software sucks they're not making any money off of it <laughs> they're actually enticing us to buy this hardware <laughs> with stuff they don't really own you know it's like we're gonna send you out this card with a bunch of software that does yeah but again i'm from. not even talking about roms i just mean like ui and and the built-in right. garbage that is they think yeah. is good what's the, what's the point it's like the, the community's already picked it up. They don't care. Like, right? They're just trying to sell hardware. So they're trying to keep coming out with, with new ones. But I'm with you. To have a really good experience, I would love if somebody would do what you're saying. Just pay the garlic guy. Pay the garlic guy a little money. Just a little the scratch on the side. Some money. And then he'll make you. you an Ambernick OS that's decent. It'll basically right. be garlic. All right? Yeah. And then you're done. You're good. You're golden for the rest of your life. All right. For the rest of your life. 
Because I like, once I garlic's on there, I'm good. I need no other nothing. I really Look, don't. It's that good for yeah. me. I'm just like, yep, it this is, does everything I need. I know the underpinnings it of it are still uh, freaking retro arch and all that. I know that stuff already. I don't have to think about it. It just works and mm-hmm. it's great and it looks cool and I can skin it and all that stuff. Anything also else? a great question. Can, would the garlic guy have to start from scratch? I haven't looked deep into the history of garlic. I don't know if it's built on other open soft, you know, open software, mm. you know, there's different licensing, some, some allow you to make derivative works and some, you know, a little more difficult. So I don't know. I haven't looked deep into it, but that's a really, you, you make a really good point and it would really, it means something to me because I feel like we've kind of, we've kind of, we've become the software support mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. here at play retro because we've encouraged people to get these handhelds and they're like, Hey man, how do you do this? And I'm like, all right, we're going to help you out here. It's a little bit like buying a new computer and then them going, ah, we just threw whatever on there. Okay, well, let me go find an OS that's better for this computer I bought. Like, I don't know. It just feels janky. I need them to think about that some, you know? (laughs) We need you to pump the brakes and think about So, like, there are a couple different companies, like you said, Ambernick, MiU, and uh, the Retroid. Retroid seems to be a different kind of company. Um, I can't confirm that yet. I haven't got a Retroid in my hands yet, but it seems like it's it's got a little bit different philosophy than Ambernick. Ambernick is absolutely just killing it with the hardware, getting out solid hardware and just in every level you can imagine because there's people that's like, ah, $70 is too much. And then the other people are like, ah, you know, $120 is too much. And they just kind of, they're like providing it almost every level. Almost any level you can imagine of how much you would spend, Amber Nick's got something uh, uh, somewhere in that list. The, the Retroid um, Pocket S, uh, 2S just launched yesterday. Yes, yes. Um, and I really like the look of this thing. It's the screen one in particular, I think I would probably get. And I think the Retroid, don't they stick with just Android? I have a friend of mine who has one. Um, and I'm not sure about that, but it, it seems to be a little bit different. Like I said, I think there's a little more support. I really like that metal one. We, I've seen that one before. I've looked yeah, at it, too. Yeah, metal edition um, is really nice. Expensive mm-hmm. or more expensive, I guess. More expensive. But, but it could be just more of the same. I don't know. I haven't got there. They seem to be more focused on, uh, you know, the, the higher end stuff. Like mm-hmm. the, a lot of the Ambernick stuff we've been getting, sub 100, they usually only go up to about the PlayStation 1. They only go about that high and then nothing above that. A lot of these Retroid devices, since they run Android, they go up to like, the, you know, the N64 and I think even the PS2. I don't think there's anything out there doing the PS3 right now, but um, PS2 is pretty decent. That library in that thing is huge. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Do you want, I kind of yeah. want this flip, this Retroid flip, pocket flip, they call it. Yeah, it looks like a, it looks yet. like a 2DS kind of look. Yeah, it's 2DS got, uh, or, yeah, wide like a 2DS. That's a good point. But yeah, like, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. gets your SP juices flowing a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. My only complaint is that it's uh, not out yet. <laughs> it's, it's not out yet. Other than that, it's still I'm on pre-order. On it. But, but you I, are right. There is, I have seen the handheld market just explode over the past year because, I mean, because I think the thing is, it, the Steam Deck is exciting. Uh, and if, if you if you have the money to do it, that's is so exciting. But it's really priced outside. If you're just if you're just almost like, I want to play retro games. I don't want to be portable. Uh, Steam Deck's kind of overkill. Mm. And, yeah. you know, the, 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 the Asus one is overkill. They're all just kind of overkill. This is a good price range for most people. You know, yeah, sub 100, 120. That's, that's why I think the ones we got, the RG35 XXs are just... Yeah. The perfect, perfect little handheld. Spot I mean, on. Does what I want. 
It is Android 11, not anything. And I don't know why Android as an OS for retro bugs me, but I don't like it, it as much me. as other stuff. It, it does bugs me. It bugs me a little bit too. And the reason why is um, because it has to have apps and you have to go to the app yeah. stores and you have to download the apps individually. And I feel like I'm in the Google economy. And yeah, I don't want to be like in, in the, the Google I don't want to be in a phone. This is the whole point is I want to go back to something that's not a effing phone. Why I right. like garlic, I got this cool pixelated garlic OS interface skin <laughs> that I use. And it makes me feel like I'm in Happy Town, Retro Town, not some yeah. converted phone. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, you know, that's what it does. It do what it do. And Android's just better at making use of those mobile processors than Linux. Linux wasn't really uh, built from the ground up like Android was to really make, you know, full use of that. So, you know, I know it's I know it's better for, you know, GameCube and Wii. Oh, absolutely. All that. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before. But it's amazing that the Wii stuff works. Of course, GameCube works. Duh. Yeah. I don't know what it is about. And I know I know Android forks from Linux. I know that chat. That's not what I'm saying. They're they're very, very different now. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) They're not what they they have. Yeah. They have gone a long way against. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Yeah. There's still some base there. But yeah, this isn't 2006 when they're preparing to launch Android. All right. Mm -mm. We're way past that. Yeah. Yeah. It does use the Linux kernel. Correct. Yeah, of course. But so, but yeah. you know, Mac OS uses uh, Unix <laughs> right. well, as, a, as a kernel, but that's all changed. It's a BSD system. Windows uses uh, Bill Gates's underwear. I have no idea what it uses. <laughs> uh, Brian, what did you get up to? You did some some stuff there. What'd you do? You did some stuff. Well, I, you know, I have this clicky clicky keyboard, uh, mechanical keyboard, and it just felt wrong not to have at least some kind of retro mouse to go along with it to hook into my Mr. FPGA. I was, was playing that Warcraft. Was it last week? Yeah, was, last wow, week. Has it only been a week since we did Warcraft? Only a week. But I, yeah. I was, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was kind of disappointed that I had to use my modern mouse with my click click keyboard uh, playing Warcraft. So I went I went out and I looked and I found this cherry mouse. It's, it's that old IBM beige looking color that you would see. Yeah. Uh, it does have a third mouse wheel. It comes with a USB, and it even has the old PS2 type connector, not for your PlayStation, but for the, the you remember those type the of PS2 little, serial connector, yeah, serial connector. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. And I was, I was, I ordered it, and I was like, wait a minute. I thought it looked really cool. But one thing I didn't look for is to see if it had a mouse ball. Oh it does no, not have a ball. Mouse ball! It's optical. Lame. <laughs> it's optical. And I was like, at first, I was like, oh man that ain't retro. And I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. I don't care about no ball, freaking ball. Ball's a pain in the ass. It is a pain uh, in the ass. You got to take it out and wash it in soap. It's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> such a pain. That's a technology I don't miss. Yeah. Uh, I don't have, I don't have any, if, if I got one with a ball in it right now, I'd probably just take the ball out and roll it around the ground. Cause that's what I used to do anyway. Mm. Uh, that's how mine got so dirty. Um, but yeah, this is pretty neat. It's a little cherry mouse, uh, very simple, just two button mouse. It's got a, a you know a third mouse wheel scroller thing, which is you know I almost I was almost kind of said ah do I want to I really want to scroll that I really want to go old school you know just two buttons maybe even that Mac with the three button thing and I was like nah this is good enough Brian stop it it's close enough. Did you ever enough. Uh, did I show you that Honeywell one I had I think I've shown you maybe. I think I think I've watched the, the didn't you put like a clip or something I did for, I did a little uh, YouTube play retro about it yeah. clip or patrons or something yeah the Honeywell let's see mouse what was that called and if you if you ever follow me on Twitter or anywhere you'll know that I program well you may know this hey I'll tell you this right now I program by day mostly and uh, I hate the mouse. 
as the input device, I feel like it is. <laughs> it just slows you down, man. It. It just slows you down. It's just, it's just the I, I, out of all interfacing devices that I have, I like the mouse the least. It's necessary lots of times because you know otherwise you have to have a you know, touch screen or something. But mm-hmm. God, I hate it. I hate it so. So much. there it is I up like on the screen cuts. right now. You see these two little pads. Is that a two ball mouse? So those aren't balls. Those are little feet, and okay. they have a little bit of give to them. But it's both. I, my guess is one oh. is doing Z axis, one is doing Y. Okay. Um, but together, so like, does it lean? Like, like, oh, this, I guess it's just friction, right? It it's takes just, like some kind of. It's friction. friction, but it's also where you're moving. I guess these wheels spin a little, but where you're moving, it just knows and translates. I don't know how it does it, but it used now to be my favorite damn thing ever. That's smart because I don't understand the technology behind this, but looking at it, that's really smart because one of the biggest problems with the mouse ball before we went into optical, which was, you know, more digital, uh, is, is the fact that there's nothing to spin. It's not going to spin that dirt underneath. So it's, it's just taking like this friction um, did it feel like a regular mouse though? Yeah, like, it worked like a mouse. It didn't have any problems. That the one big it didn't difference drag was or nothing. No, in fact, it, it was the the big advantage was unlike the ball mice, which is what I graduated from to this. Right. It never got dirty. I mean, it got dirty, but it, it never clogged up. It never sna- snagged. It never did any of that crap. You it used does to, like uh, it looks like a couple of it looks like somebody shoved a couple of Xbox uh, thumbsticks. Almost just like yeah. at, at almost like at the surface level. And it's like recessed into it. That is interesting. It's really weird. And they were hard to get. We were we ordered them as much as we could. I used to work for this computer company. Right. And people loved them. Up at the university, all our clients were like, I got to get more of that mice. We want to have our huh. whole place using them. Because at the time, ball or and then this. That was it. Now, yeah. why this didn't keep evolving or take off? Oh, or, it was probably, it was probably right at the end of life. It was probably ready to... We were about like optical, probably. Probably, yeah. That's my thinking. Because why would you have, you know, why go all yeah. mechanical if you can go optical? Yeah. Um, but I'll never get rid of that mouse. I love it. Yeah. That uh, right. One more, one more drop. I yeah. got a, um, so I, I want to update on my Sega Master System yeah. uh, exploration. I was not satisfied with how the, uh, the audio video was coming out of this machine. There's two outputs there's this, the AV output. Uh, which is like a whole bunch of pins, kind of like your Sega Genesis, and then you got your coaxial side. Um, I was going out of the coaxial side and capturing on HDMI. I didn't care for how that was looking, uh, and I so I got an adapter that goes out of the AV output and in, into HDMI, and I can run this now. I can run it dual. I can run it on uh, a CRT mm. uh, out to my coaxial, and I can run the AV out to my HDMI for capture. Nice. And man, it looks much much better. Uh, of course, but it looks a lot better. Doesn't sound as good though. A little disappointed in that. So I, I've got. I'm going to give a full review on this little device eventually because I'm going to hook up to the Sega Genesis as well because it does both. Um, but yeah, I was a little disappointed that the audio was so low. Going to maybe check with tech support or something. Yeah, tech that's support. weird. I wonder if they. Hmm. I doubt a, they have any tech support. I'm yeah, sure no. I'll probably call and be like, "Hey," <laughs> and like, "There's not going to be anybody." No, there. they. You know where they'll have it is like Brazil because they're still buying these, right? Oh, that's right. They're still buying them in Brazil. Yeah. They still needs them in, in Brazil, but yeah, like uh, there's probably something out there where people are like, oh yeah, the reason for that is the analog audio signal goes up your butt and out your hole. And like, they're going to have Mr. A... Lucas, what are you doing there? Yep. That'll happen. Uh, well, I'm excited because I know you love that thing and I'm glad that it's. Oh man, fun. I can't believe how I like, I got it on my desk right in front of my keyboard and I was yeah. trying to get it pulled up. So if anyone hasn't seen it, 
Um, like you do, man, anybody who yeah. knows anything about your Sega master system, you put it right in front of your keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I put it right for my keyboard. It's like right in front of everything is taking center stage. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just can't pull it down. I, I keep, I keep going, okay, I got to put this in this position. This position is behind me in the Sega, uh, section that I have behind me. So Sega I have a whole wall. section yeah. for Sega. Yeah. I, I just can't, can't demote it just yet. What's the I likelihood just, of having like a switch that'll let you switch between all those consoles? And absolutely. TV? Absolutely. I actually yeah. do have a switch. I just got to rewire everything back up. I've got several switches so I can just, I can just flip through them and, uh, pull it right up and stream it but it's it's right in front of me it's so pretty yeah look at it it's sexy and hot and laying there just looking cool you it's know? hiding matter of fact right now i don't even want to talk to you anymore i'm going to turn on shinobi yeah. good night and i'm going to go play some games yep good night uh good night. all right good night, everybody just kidding we're going to talk about gex and we're going to do that now so stand by shall we play a game sure why not let's play the game gex g-e-x like short for gex. gecko kind of you know Right, like a, it's a, it's a, what is it, a, a nickname for a, a gecko. It's a nickname. It's that's a great way of putting it. And uh, Gex is this platform video game series. This was developed by Crystal Dynamics, a uh, little Utah connection. A bunch of the dev happened here in the state because they had an office here that did all most of the work on it. I know their 3D stuff, like their little weird intro where he's on the couch talking about TV and everything. That mm-hmm. was all made here. Anyway, um, it details this adventure of an anthropomorphic uh, gecko named Gex, and he served as the mascot of Crystal Dynamics for a while. I think they wanted yeah, to. Yeah. And he and as 3DO, I mean, like everybody wanted a piece of the gecko. Oh yeah. That was gonna be the hot thing. It was basically to compete with your Mario and your your crash bandicoots and your whatnots. Yeah. And uh you could argue it didn't exactly succeed in that <laughs> way. But anyway, it uh became part of their logo until like two thousand, so there's that. Um right. in North America, Gex is voiced by comedian Dana Gould, but you may not have known this in the United Kingdom. Different dude. Different guy entirely. As a matter of fact, I didn't know that until this week. Turns out it's the guy, and it's really weird. Dana Gould, very young guy. Yeah. I'm not sure if he did the voice on Gex 1, but Gex 2 for sure is a different voice actor. It was the guy who plays as the sorting hat on Harry Potter. Oh, no way, dude. The sorting hat. Really? That's actually pretty cool. Uh, His name is British uh, actor, uh, comedian Leslie Phillips. Leslie Phillips. Uh, Yep. I think he just took over. I think that guy just died. Hold on. He probably did. He was trying to sort. Uh, he was trying to sort some new wizards, and uh, anyway, it, it didn't go well. The reason, uh, I, the reason Phillips, I ask, or the reason I say that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He, oh, last year, November of last right. year, he passed away. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't. Oh, he didn't even get to hear the the announcement. I don't know if it was going to bring him back anyway. <laughs> they kind of like they put him. They kind of moved on. He was the voice actor. Leslie Phillips was for the British version. Yeah. Of this. Um, he did enter the gecko, which is the second one. And then, uh, Danny, John Jules, uh, it does, does the acting of deep cover gecko. And this is all in, 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 you know, in the British area, not us, not a, no. not us in us market. It was all Dana Gould. Yeah. Dana Gould. Uh, let me give you an example of what that sounded like. It all started so simply. I had just finished my usual morning routine of nude funker size fired up the Barca lounger, grabbed a quick bite to eat, and prepared to watch some serious tube. Yeah, here's some gameplay. So basically, the game was a, a side-scrolling lizard game. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lizard simulator. And uh, 
like we said, they were attempting to, if not succeeding, definitely attempting to be the next platform sensation. Yeah. And this was this was 3DO's chance to shine. And Panasonic finally got some of these 3DO's after much fanfare uh, into the stores. And when it were first launched, only had one game. And it wasn't Gex. But Gex would come later. Yep. And he would go on to be, if if not, I, if, I think he was the top-selling game on the 3DO. Oh, if yeah. Not, on the 3DO ever? That, um, I think maybe... Uh, road, their road, version of Road Rash and FIFA did really well. Those those also did really yeah. well, as, as indeed. Because EA was all in on this thing. EA it was basically their console. Like, yeah. for all intents and purposes, they were they were making it the EA console. It was in partnership with Panasonic mm-hmm. and other other manufacturers. 3DO two was supposed to happen, never did. And you um, may have never played this. If you're listening out there, you may never even played the first Gex because. Uh, did, 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 he didn't. He was kind of late in life for platforming because here we are, PlayStation One era, 3DO, uh, and we were moving on from a lot of these 2D platforms. I mean, 3DO was first, right? I think. Didn't right, right. 3DO right? was like about a year before the PS One version, and yeah. the, they were focusing uh, their exclusive deals with mm-hmm. the 3DO. But mm-hmm. after us, oh, it's, that's we'll have to talk about 3DO completely. I did not realize that it was actually affordable. I didn't realize there was many sold. I kept getting confused with the Philips CDI. Yeah. I didn't I I don't know why I did that, but when I started really looking into it, I'm like, oh, these actually sold fairly well. They didn't do fantastic, but they did well enough. And you can pick up a a, a 3DO, you know, sub two hundred dollars yeah. for a system mm-hmm. complete with everything. Yep. You know, and the games they made, they sold a you know, not a butt ton, but it sold enough that they're not so rare that they've become expensive or out, you know, to the price that you couldn't at least experience. Cause at $200, that's a freaking steal. Cause this thing, when it came out, Panasonic was pushing this thing in 19, what $95 was like $600 or five ninety nine. So it is a freaking steal at 200, man. Oh, yeah. Giving them away. Yeah. They were pretty cheap compared to, I think they were just making a real play. They really wanted to see if they could upset the market and take Nintendo right. down or not. And that was the, idea. it was a totally different marketing idea. Like I said, I didn't know that 3DO was, like a standard and that they were reselling to, uh, to all these. Yeah. Anybody, parties. anybody can make it. The idea was like, it's almost like DVD is a standard or VHS yeah. or, or whatever, uh, which, you know, it's not the first time it's been tried in games. Right. Um, but it's maybe the biggest attempt. And I think it maybe was the one that proved this, uh, this doesn't work. Uh, yeah. And that, yeah. Now, now Gex, the game worked really well because I'd only played a few minutes of the original uh, side scrolling gex myself and once i really dug into it, i was like man this is a really competent and sometimes really difficult and challenging uh 2d platformer and it should be because it was at the end of most of the stuff we're moving into the playstation one everybody mm-hmm. was starting to do more 3d mm-hmm. and uh gex wouldn't stay two-dimensional for long but man his tail whipping and uh his abilities to uh to get power-ups and shoot fireballs out of his mouth and Climb walls. He uses all the Gex abil- the the gecko's abilities, right? Yeah, Ge- geckos can bounce on their tails, right? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a. Th- I think. Well, I don't know if they can. Can they? <laughs> I don't know. I made. I may have just made that up. I don't know if they do or not. I think. I think they made that up. Yeah, but, that may have been made up. Uh, yeah, but now that you said, but I grew up. I grew up in the eighties and nineties, and I was, you know, it was a time, especially in the nineties, where everything was a sound bite, right? All, I mean, we were just all walking around sound biting 
our favorite TV shows from days gone, right? Do you, you want to hear and, some of that? I got some Gex. No, you got, you got some, you got some bites from Dana Gould to give us the, the yeah. best impression of, of this stuff. Let's give you a taste, everybody. Here you go. For me, you shouldn't have. One for me and one for me. Sweet, like candy. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. It's really, <laughs> it's actually kind of freaking annoying and shitty. I don't oh, like the VO at all. It is, it I've is never terrible. liked and it. It's always been bad. But Six that was, that's, that's Rosette. That was, that was commonplace in our cartoons. Um, it was commonplace in, you know, in just our everyday culture of just, you know, sound biting stuff. I mean, there was, I mean, SNL was experiencing a pretty big uptick and we were all walking around using catchphrases. All these comedians were using a lot of catchphrases. Everybody had a catchphrase, right? Yeah, that so, was a thing. I mean, we still it, do it. I think we still do it. It's just more memes now. I mean, they were yeah. kind of memes then. That's kind of what they were. No, like they were absolutely, they were, they were verbal memes that we were using because Arnold and Stallone and all these big blockbuster films and we're walking around, you know, kicking out one-liners and imitation. We, we had to do it. Let's see what this is. Hold on. Note. I think you enjoyed that. <laughs> Here I come, Petticoat Junction. I'll take new levels for 20, Alex. It's just so... Petticoat Junction, uh, even even us in the 90s were like, that's <laughs> a far I reach, still, man. I still don't know what that is. I don't <laughs> know what show, that is. Petticoat Junction, remember that? Petticoat No, Junction. none of it. I don't know, no, I don't know the, the damn TV thing show. about it. Yeah, it was a couple of decades prior to that. Anyway, even those were kind of far reaching, uh, but it was I enjoyed it because it it really spoke to me. I was a child who grew up on TV. Yeah. And I knew a lot of these references. And the whole idea is that Gex, I read the 3DO manual, Scott. Yep. Gex lost his dad. Yep. And he's kind of retreating uh away from everything and he starts watching TV all the time. And this is kind of where this comes. Yeah, to play he becomes where, a TV a TV addict. It's where he spends all of his yeah. time. So now he's got to go into what is it, media world or what do they call it? Right. Rez Rez pulls him in, and yeah. so each this is where Gex really shines. Gex has these variations on themes, and each level is thematic to that. Like the first level, I think it's horror. Yeah, it's like a um, cemetery. Kind of thing. I think is what it's called. Yeah, um, it's very it very Halloween. Always, the music in it reminds me yeah. of like I don't know. Uh, Castlevania or something. Right. You got Splatterhouse guy coming at you, you know. So, I mean, there's just, uh, it's just loving, it's just loving to all, the, to that genre. And it keeps going on, you know. You got, you got Toonland, uh, Jungle Isle, Kung Fu, Fuville, yep. or Fuville, Fuville. Fuville. Uh, which yeah. is, yeah, which is like a, a martial arts. And if you grew up during the 70s, you know that martial arts movies were on TV like constantly early 80s. Oh, yeah. Repeats and stuff. From. Just, there was no getting away from it. You heard it no. all the time. No. Game was uh, not going to be long for just a single console. I mean, yes, 3DO wanted mm-hmm. this to be their big showcase, but bad news. Sony was in town, and these guys said, you know what? <laughs> 3DO's not really working out. We're going to put this on the PlayStation. So, yeah, Sony come in and said, two ninety nine. Yeah. And walked <laughs> off the stage, and, <laughs> and that's when 3DO said, poop. It was really interesting to watch it. I've watched a full documentary documentary on 3do and it's, it's rise and all the fervor i remember there being a lot of buzz about the 3do uh and and then it just it just failed at level one two three and they just kept trying to do things and you may only know 3do at this point 
from some of those PlayStation later games, like the uh, was it the Sarge Sarge's games or whatever mm-hmm. they were. The oh yeah, Army Men. Yeah, the Army Men games. There was also a very cool game ended up on PlayStation also, but it was this uh, Return Fire. Oh, I love that game oh, so okay. much. Yeah. My favorite 3DO game was Return Fire, and then when I was I was sad when 3DO was getting dumped on, and then I heard oh Return Fire's coming to PlayStation, and then I was happy again because that game yeah. rocks so good. We've well, talked Crystal about Dynamics Return Fire. Ran, ran to PlayStation as quick as they could. Oh yeah, they did, and you know what? Crystal Dynamics <laughs> would become a really important, cool developer, and they would get bought by Square yeah. Enix at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were part of the whole IDOS acquisition. I think that's all. They're now back to being independent. I think. Um, there, I, yeah, they, they, there's a company, oh, I'm having trouble remembering who it is. There's a company who is purchasing a bunch of these older, purchasing the, all these, these studios and they're essentially just money handlers and they're letting yeah. these studios that's gr- do what they need to do. Embracer group, isn't it? Embracer group. That's yeah, it. Embracer I think that's group. them. And the thing is crystal dynamics does not own the Gex IP anymore. Okay. They do. The holding company does. Right, 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 right. Correct. Which is but who is have, doing this remake. But they're being, yeah, that's exactly what they did, if I remember correctly. Because Crystal Dynamics then, is busy working on, you know, new Tomb Raider shit. That's what they do now. Yeah. yeah they're Tomb Raider. That's what they do. Yeah. They're, they're, they got their own big deal going on. Of course, and we've all, we've that. already had a whole show on uh, Soul Reaver and uh, Legacy yeah. Ooh, of Kane I played- and all that. That was I might have played just a minute of Soul Reaver on one of these PlayStation discs. Because I don't know if you remember there was a time when... Uh, you would get a game and it would come with like two or three other demos. Oh, I love that. Yeah. One of these had was just like that. And I got to play a little soul reaver demo on it. I miss demo disc, but I guess we kind of have that in the form of just regular demos now. So yeah, just regular demos. You just download it and then you get a refund. It's just so much easier now. There's a couple of games coming out here soon that I'm really excited about. And I'm thinking I should really play them now and I can just go play demos, but there was something about getting a magazine or going to the software, et cetera, and walking out with a, a black sided one sided disc that was just full of stuff you haven't tried yet. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was free. Yeah. Free junk. Man, there's such drug dealers. There are drug dealers, dealers bastards. Sample. They're just trying to hook us on their on their sweet koosh. <laughs> sweet koosh. Koosh. Speaking of gex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and his sweet koosh. Yeah. What do you think about the platforming in, in, in um I you know really, what it's really all right? It. It's it's uh passable. I wouldn't say it's the tightest experience I've had. And I played this again, uh I think I played the PS yeah, PS1 version because I couldn't right. find a 3DO emulator that I liked. Um I love the wall walking yeah. because I'm like I you don't think about it, you're like, oh, because there's so many different ways to to navigate around and I'm just I'm Yeah, like, no, oh, it's cool. It's like it, it really changes the way you think about flat two D. It's almost 2.5D because it's like, here's two surfaces. One of these you run on and the other one you crawl on flatly. Yes. And, and these are, and these are know. sprites and they're, they're like Donkey Kong country where they've been, uh, you know, pre-rendered in 3D and they look, you know, lots more frames of animation though. than Oh, so many. More I will give them credit for that. They deserve yeah. a mention because it's pretty good. I don't like the bonus levels. We're watching one right now. I hate these. Oh, I hate bonus levels. Hate Every them. one of these games had terrible bonus levels, by the way. That's an era of bonus levels I, I'm happy to leave behind us. I hated all that. Sonic bonus yeah. levels are the worst. Yeah. Uh, at least Mario would go into a pipe and just eat a bunch of coins, and that was a bonus <laughs> level. I can deal with that. Right. But they always forget, like, what's actually fun about platforming? Not this. Okay. <laughs> not not racing the clock in your collectathon bullshit. Yeah, no, it's I don't not. like it. I don't like it. But they did use a lot of frames of animation, which seemed really neat at the time and innovative. PlayStation yeah. version was even better in that regard. Um, and you know, whatever. Gex kind of came and went, and I thought that was going to be it. But no, Brian, yeah. that's, 
that wasn't it. No, what? No, there's more. There's there, more to this story of this this gecko. There was going to be more. Well, first of all, there was this. Oh, jeez. Well, that's great. Game Boy Color got a game. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not going to talk a ton about this game, but it's it's uh, obviously a very watered down experience. Yeah, uh, it's not what you. <laughs> It's not what you bought when you bought full-blown Gex, but, you know, if you had a portable, you had the handheld, this is okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. this is a Inner the Gecko, right? Is this the... This was called... Is it just Gecko? Or no, just Gex? It's Gecko. I'd love it to just be called Gecko. So this that, talk about uh, Chinese companies selling handhelds. They, yeah. would, they would call it, That's what they would call it. They just call it Gek. <laughs> <laughs> and then just assume we, we were okay with it. Um, right, right, yeah, right. the Game Boy version... Was ninety eight? It was later. Yeah, I think that I think that one is the. It's kind of confusing because Gex is about to go into the three D world because everybody was clamoring for it. Yeah. Um, but the Game Boy was still you know two D world. So I, I think if I remember correctly, I, I played this one, I believe, and I believe this is the Enter the Gecko version uh, of this of this game. But it looks a lot like the first one because everything is you know, size scrolling two dimensional yeah. instead it's of it's nice though. 3D. Cause it's pixel art and I think I like it better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, nice look, that, that pre-rendered look, I know chunky. was a big thing for a hot second. And it was like, Hey, yeah. look at this. Uh, Donkey Kong's never looked so good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time thinking, yeah, it does look really good. But I think in retrospect, I really don't like pre-rendered graphics. I much prefer this. It certainly has its own flavor and Yeah. It's my You're biggest right. problem it, it, with like it's, it holds up better. How about that? It holds up better. This, I think this this, ad, this aesthetic absolutely holds up better, and it holds yeah. up better for a whole bunch of reasons. One of them is the rendering technology for pre-rendered has gotten way better, so the old stuff just yeah. looks old and bad. Yeah. Um, whereas this still has there's an art to pixel graphics, like it still has that oh, yeah. art to it. And I don't know if this game's any good. I didn't play this this week. Uh, it's I. Game, but is it all right? It's okay. <laughs> it's it's I. I mean, if you got a Game Boy Color. Uh, you know, this, this wouldn't hurt your collection any. It would right. You wouldn't hate yourself for it. Nah. Um. Okay. Also, here. Let's hear a little more of this. Hold on. Volume. What's that, Mister Bug? Timmy's trapped down a well. I gotta make. I gotta make. Okay. Okay. I'll take a shower. You. He's just so. I mean, I'm not 99.9 percent clean. <laughs> Are you after that old sandwich? <laughs> you would definitely not get that out of the Game Boy Color. No. No. no, you would not, sir. Love it. Uh, all right, let's talk about the next game in the list, which is Gex Enter the Gecko. This is 1998's PS1 Saturn and N64 3D platformer, and it sounded a bit like this. Since retiring from the public's eye, I have resigned myself to a life of solitude. For two years, I started my day watching Kung Fu Theater. Days, then weeks, blurred into one long, greasy telephone. Greasy. I like the term greasy. Yeah, I do too. Um, this is uh, interesting. That's yeah. not Dana Gex Gould. Gex is still the same, right? He's still a slacker. Is that him, still... though? Is that Dana Gould? That's somebody else. Yeah, that's that's Dana Gould still. Correct. Okay. He's still in there doing that. All right. He's still doing that. Yeah. Now, this is the one where they started using the different actors for you know a couple of different regions. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And in this one, you got like a, they actually decided to apply a bit more of a plot here. Uh, Right. So he has to go through TV slash uh, movie themed 3D levels. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 3D, by the way, 3D platformer. We're no longer stuck in the uh, 2D world. And uh, for for good or worse, like it's a very (laughs) ugly game, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, Even in 98, uh, we're still fairly new because, uh, you know, 
Mario 64 had taken the world by storm and it was set the new bar. And so here we are. Yeah. Everybody trying, trying to, to do, reach that bar, trying man. to clone it. Yep. Everybody was doing it. It wasn't just them. Oh yeah. Oh, no, some were, some were succeeding that. more than others. Right. Like I, I still yeah. think the croc game was pretty good. I think uh, the croc game is pretty good. I think it's, it's a, it's solid in how it's made this, yep. this particular one. It's all right. It just feels like everything's made out of paper in this game. I don't know but, why. Yeah, it's gank. Uh, you know, sometimes with the 3D models and stuff, what you would do is you'd almost cheat it where you'd have paper thin type things. Like you said, that that paper looking. Mm-hmm. Actually, what he's grabbing right now, I think it's some skull mask or something like that. Yeah. So it's once again, all these games, platforming and collectathons, which is fine. And it's actually really good variation on this idea of, uh, of collecting everything because... Each theme has its own collectible item or asset. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, you're starting. I think we start. I don't think we start in the spooky world, but this is in the this is the spooky world level. So we got those themes back again. But you're collecting like, uh, uh, like they're like Jason. Masks. They're Jason masks. That's the yeah, reference. You're, yeah. yeah, you're collecting. You're collecting hockey mask and and that kind of stuff. And he just um, killed. And you're also he just killed a kill Chucky. Chucky's. Yeah, he killed a Chucky. He kills a Chucky, yeah. and then uh, if you don't kill the head. The stupid body comes to get you. You're yeah. collecting remote controls, just like in the first one. I don't know if you mentioned that or not, but that's yeah. how you unlock yeah. uh, areas so you can get to the next uh, TV screens and get sucked in and yeah. progress. I mean, we um, just we were talking. Why did we do? We did the whole episode about Banjo Kazooie, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like three episodes. It was three episodes. <laughs> Time is flying like in a weird thing right now. <laughs> Um, that, that game is often criticized now as not holding up because it's just collect shit and move to the next thing, collect shit, move to the next thing. But there was a time where this was, this is the loop. This is what you did and we were happy to be doing it and Mario established it and everyone copied it. And that's what it was going to be for a long time until people introduced Mm -hmm. some, some mechanics that were a little more progression based and, you know, skill based upgrades and things like that would come, come later. But this game was like those. You just, it's like yeah, Spyro, a, Spyro the Dragon, same thing. You got to go collect Spyro, shit and unlock yeah. shit. That was the deal. Yeah. They, they couldn't introduce too many new elements here because we are early in the, in the 3d world. We talked about this in the Mario 64 episode, but you're, you're gotta, you gotta ease the player in because they got to learn how to play. And this did have one of those. This is one of the more obvious things when you're playing these early ones, when you play Mario 64, you walk up in the cloud. He has the little camera on a fish hook. And he zooms around you to kind of let you know this is what you're actually controlling. So you're controlling two things, even though you don't ever see the camera, mm-hmm. you're controlling that character. And he's he's influenced by collisions just like Mario so that he can't fly into walls and then you would be behind, you know, some planes. You don't want that. So there, th- that's kind of you know a problem when you're trying to play these games and you get near a wall. If your camera sitting on your character is set too far back, it'll hit walls it'll get frustrating because you can't see what you're doing and you got to make jumps, which is platforming and you can't do it because you can't line up. You can't look at the thing you want to jump to. Mm-hmm. So level design is really important in these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we figured all this camera stuff out later, letting cameras kind of slide forward yeah. and come and get, you know, every get, game was a step, it. a step in the right direction, getting that right. better and better. Eventually we got two sticks, two sticks made a big difference because you control what you see. And, you know, mm-hmm. we yep. would get better real quick. By the way, I noticed this about the N64 version, which I'm showing to the chat room right now. It's a little tighter on, you know, the jigglies and whatnot and the tearing, but per usual, it's blurry as shit. Like all the N64 titles seem to yeah. look, they all had a blurry look to them, but also they got rid of, or they didn't do the hockey mask. They got these stupid rotating pre-rendered skulls to collect. 
It's kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of lame. They took out a lot. They took out not all of Dana Gould stuff. They took out a lot. And part of that wasn't necessarily because of, you know, editing choices from the, the upper management. It was more like, well, these carts only hold so much. Once again, get over the carts already. Oh, that's right. Nintendo, Nintendo pushing the cart down our, our, th- yeah. our throat. Our, like our, Gexy, our Gexy sticky throat. You're seeing a fight right now or not a fight, but a part where he's collecting skulls in the, in the PS one game, there was a, there was a baddie in the middle of that and you had to avoid it and fight it. And this yeah, version of was, the same level, there's just missing some of that stuff. It's just yeah, weird. the the baddie in the middle of the level really confused me. And when I was playing this this particular area uh, this past week, because it was you would basically it was more of an avoidance. You couldn't destroy the baddie that was in there. You had to avoid it, and you had to only do it like when the light was a certain color. So you had to stand in the light and then wait till they quit, finish rotating around you, and then you could run. Yeah. Um, this one was kind of this one was I don't know this this is probably my least favorite. Even though it's got elements of stuff that I like the most, I think the overall experience for this one still a good experience, but yeah. just kind of fell a little flat because of the of the gank. Agreed. That was going it's on. very ganky. It's yeah. uh, kind of hard the to look jank, at. To be gank. honest, it's such a blur fest, man. It makes me yeah, feel like my eyes are something's wrong with my eyes when I look at it. <laughs> they are, man. I don't like it. Oh, we all got to eat. I'm hungry right now. In fact, I could go for a little bit of factor meal time. Oh, mm-mm-mm. and we're in the thick of summer, you guys. I don't know if you've checked your watches or your clocks or your calendars. We're in the middle of it, like the hottest part. You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Well, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you do that. Fuel up fast with flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals. They're sent straight to your door. You'll save time. You'll eat well. And you'll stay on track while trying to reach those hot, sunny goals. Factor even has breakfast items like delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato egg, bacon, and skillet breakfast. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off. I understand you're busy with your summer plans. You don't want to prep, cook, chop, and all that. And let's not even talk about the cleaning up. Throw that all away. And use Factor, because in two minutes, your food is heated and ready to go. And look, uh, if you're looking for like a, a good little wellness booth boost, I could recommend very highly the following. Try their refreshing beverages, like uh, cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. These smoothies, man, they're so good. Anyway, this July, we're right in the middle of, Get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals. Delivered straight to that door. Ready in two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off. That's code retro50 at factormeals.com slash retro50 for 50% off. Here you are. You're whipping your tail again. Um, I, did they introduce, I'm not hundred percent sure on this. Um, there's a long, so there's a long jump that you can do. This kind of like a karate kick, almost like, uh, uh, Luke Kang. Uh, no, is, uh, is it, how, it's almost like a karate kick where you kick, you, you kind of lift one leg up and you like jump forward. What's oh, that kick called? uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you yeah. Kinda, you lift both legs that, up. Of course. That has a name. I forgot <laughs> the name. jumping. Yeah. I can't remember now. But anyway, anyway, it took here's me forever the, to forget how to. Here's the Saturn version, by the way, of the game I'm playing now. Oh yeah, what is this one now? It's a little Saturn. faster somehow than the PS1 game. I don't know. Yeah the the Saturn was the Saturn had more um, sprite rendering abilities, which kind of blows my mind. 
um, that this 3D actually looks pretty darn good it's right now. Good. I tried it's not bad. Yeah, I tried both, but I I used the uh, Mister FPGA, which is the hardware emulation we've talked about in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it the core for it is still early in development, so it was kind of ganky. The PlayStation core was solid. Yeah, um, I'd like to play this on the real game to see on the real system, see how it works. Yeah, but look at all this theming, man. You still you got all the you We're, got all the quips. We're in techno theme. theme now. Yeah, we got some kind of techno business going on. Yeah, this is the cyber world, I believe. This is the um, the dot com, www.com cyberpunk, I believe, yep, area. That sounds right. Looks like yeah. a big circuit board, basically. In my pocket. Yeah. Hello there, my secret friend. Okay, that's still old shit, but... That's so old. That's like, the only reason why we know that reference is because we grew up with Bugs Bunny <laughs> and, then, and then may have backtracked. We didn't know the original sources of that no it's like this, some film noir thing that we weren't we were too young to understand we didn't get it right so this is what the tvtropes.org in this game is where they started doing that the other darren's because we have a different uh british dub actor this is where leslie phillips comes into play uh, and like i said that's the guy that's the sorting hat voice most of us probably have heard because dana, dana um, gould's like uh oh he's still under 60 Still in the 60s. 50, Still on the good yeah. side of 60. Yeah, I thought he was in, for some reason, I thought he was in his 60s, but he was like young, young buck when he first did this. Right. He was like an up and coming uh, comedian guy. And he'd done they, stuff, HBO Showtime and all that, but I didn't really know him until Gex. And then after that, I didn't know him again until some voice work on The Simpsons. But the main thing was that Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me uh, yes. NPR trivia yes, show yes, that yes. he would show up on all the time. I think he still does. That's I think. right. He might, sure enough. I, I haven't watched that in forever. But. Let me tell you what this game introduced. Give it. Uh, this is after Austin Powers. And I mean, very shortly after Austin Powers. And so they kind of leaned into this. So there's like the overworld for Gex. So Gex has his personality in each of these themes and stuff. Yeah. And he interacts with them. And the, the voice lines are for that. But outside of that, uh, you know, when he's in the real world, he's kind of he's, he's becoming kind of like what he's going to turn into eventually, which is going to kind of be like a spy kind of thing. And so he starts using all of this, uh, yeah, baby, and all this stuff from oh Austin gosh, Powers. Dude. And I'm like, oh, I, out of all the things that didn't <laughs> translate well, yeah. I think that may be maybe some of the worst stuff. Because it's, it's already a parody. He's it's making a parody, a parody of a parody. Exactly. It's too derivative. Yeah. It's like, come on. I That's the part right. I could not stomach with any of these Gex games and why I'm not that excited about remasters. Even if they end up looking amazing. Do I really want to listen to that choo cha the whole time? I don't know if I do. I I don't think they'll they they definitely so I went through like all the sound clips of of possible things they could have said. And I'd heard a lot of people say there was racist remarks, and I'm like, okay, I've seen some of the racist remarks. There's like a, a lot of homophobic remarks and stuff. I'm like, I haven't necessarily seen anything like too blatant. Like I will give you one here. Let, let, let me give you let me give you one or two that that are in this this game. I know the game, cartoon has a nice boomer in there. Hold on. Let now me, I haven't heard all of them, so I can't say for sure. But I'm, I'm me, still digging through. Play. Let me play this real, just real fast. Hold on. Well, hello. I'll have sashimi, and the lady will have the broccoli chicken. Yes. I'm hungry, damn it! Because he's fighting Chinese people, so he's like, "I'm going to order." Yeah, Chinese there's food. like some Chinese people in there. I think doing things, uh, and there's music that's going. So definitely some racist stuff there. 
Um, I don't know if it's so the only racism. Thing re- it's just kind of just stereotypes and stuff. Stereotypes, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think here's here's some of the stuff he said. So some of these aren't bad. Like all this technology and Shatner still can't get a decent hairpiece. You know, a little jab at little little jab at Shatner. That's fine. Uh, that's as much fun as being Mike Tyson's cellmate on Valentine's Day. Okay, okay. Mike Tyson was in jail for a while. Whoa. Okay, that's a little blue, right? A little sure, blue. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kermit was wrong. It's not easy being green. That's, mm. that's, that's nothing wrong with that. Hey, I feel like I'm trapped in boy George's pants. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Right. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. That needs more context when you hear that. I don't either. Um, I don't know. Hey, I feel like I'm trapped in boy George's pants. Is it, is a party party down there or something? Wow. I, he didn't really gyrate. I think Michael Jackson's pants may would have been, <laughs> But even that still seems pretty rough. Being anybody's pants is probably a bad idea, but it's just a lot of blue humor in this game. Yeah. And I don't think, but like like most of what you just heard from me say, I would say about 80% of it is just bad references. It would be pretty easy to take out the the, the offensive stuff. Yeah, it wouldn't I don't be. Know, it I wouldn't really be do about the whole deal. levels and stuff. And the offensive it w- it wouldn't like be that. hard. I think they'd be fine. The right. level, I think the levels are fine. I think they... I, the, my, my biggest question is, the, does the gameplay hold up enough for me to warrant yeah. buying that? Justify? I don't know. Because does I don't justify? know. Yeah, and I assume the first game is going to be the 2D platformer. The whole thing right. comes in a trilogy, so we're going to get that. We'll get the second game, which is 3D. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get the mm-hmm. third 3D game, which uh, we'll talk right. about in a second, Deep Cover Gecko. Right. Um, that's the game where they really lean. Oh, that's where the Game Boy Color came from. That's where that was. Deep cover, right. cover gecko. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, the carbon engine yeah. guys, I heard some interviews with them this past week too. And they always try to not only bring the trilogies there to life, you know, to make it, you know, a little work better in their, in their carbon engine, that kind of stuff and look better and all that. Um, they also try to add little bonuses and things. So we'll see. There was, so there's some unused content out there. This floated around. Maybe they'll put some of that, you know, some of those unused assets. Maybe we'll do some interviews or something. Mm. I think they'll make it something that'll be interesting to somebody who is nostalgic uh, for for this. I would certainly, you know, the Spyro stuff that was really good. I really enjoyed seeing. And you know, the, these aren't all the same. These aren't all, all from the Carbonation guys, but the Spyro stuff uh, trilogy, as well as seeing uh, the Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, the remakes the on nitro. all of that, the nitro boosted yeah. uh, racer thing, those are really yeah. nice updates. Yeah. Like they're not just crap, you know, make mm. them widescreen and up the res. They look really good. So yeah. if they're talking I mean, that, then it might be worth checking back in. You know? I definitely think that first Gex game is a 2D platformer. Yeah. Freaking, freaking pretty impressive. So I, yeah. Maybe just up res. I, I say clean it up, up res it. Yeah, just cleaned up, up res a little bit. Yeah, uh, the themes are fun. I like it. Yeah, and then the other two just give me full like the spiral games. Give me full three D redos, and you're good. Yeah. Uh, real quick here, we're going to talk about Deep Cover now. This is Ooh. I got to play some audio from this because this game has a real life lady in it, like an actual. Oh wait, wait, real life lady, some full motion video for full the PlayStation motion video. One, please. Yes, it's pretty horrible um i'll play a bit of it while i play the audio it won't actually match up ch- uh, people in the chat but you'll get the idea so here you go whoops that isn't worth it. <laughs> okay, here we go. and that's how the mayor got his pants back what's this ladies and gentlemen 
I've just been handed some late-breaking news. Special Agent Extra, head of the TV Terrorist Defense Unit, and star of many of my private dreams, is apparently missing. Jerry Springer! Agent Extra was last seen wearing eight-inch pumps and a red bathing suit. Her current whereabouts are unknown. Gex! Gex! Agent Extra? You poor kidnapped minx. Hey, Tiger. Guess where I am? Trapped in the media dimension. Okay. It's bad. Yeah, so that's our Baywatch actress, right? So, yeah. uh, I don't know. That's not... Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. She was a playmate of of the month at one point in time. Then she went on to do uh, Baywatch. Um, it right, was, but it's not name? what's her name. It's not Tommy Lee's girlfriend. No, 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 no. It's not Pamela. Pamela Anderson. Anderson. Okay, like somebody that. else. No, I was going to no, say her no, voice is, is similar, uh, but it ain't her. Yeah, it's uh, Marlise uh, Andrada, I believe is how you say it. And uh, she is... So now we have fully leaned in for some reason. I don't know why. I guess because the Austin Powers thing was so such a hit yeah. <laughs> yeah. or the gecko yeah. that they decided to make the overworld part. Uh, you know, he's retired, but he's an agent. So he's a deep undercover gecko agent, mm. but he has a turtle butler called uh, you know, like he's Alfred. So he's like, he's kind of like, Batman. Uh-huh. And he's kind of his his place is kind of like more like Batman, and he has a little but, bit of a um a little bit of a like a secret lair and all that. Yeah, he's got a secret lair like Batman, yeah. but then he's also he's also 007. So he's kind of all other place with with this one, which is supposed to be because it's a bunch of you know it's just a mish, it's just a bunch of stuff thrown in together, a bunch of popular culture stuff all mashed up into this gecko shaped oh wow i just character. noticed her her second to last credit since she right. retired from all acting of any kind was this <laughs> and then yeah, she did something yeah. called love stinks for this some episode and then that's it we're done this, well let me tell you what she didn't get paid nearly enough for what her work because this game almost exclusively was probably sold by her being on the cover yeah, because it sex sales, man. Yep. And Gex three deep cover gecko, and she's not even like doing anything like risque or anything. No, um, but she's, having your cartoon yeah. character next to a you know a physical real life woman, pretty lady, yeah. pretty lady, moved a lot of those units. Yeah, and also <laughs> I, I will give the game credit. I think the engine's much improved. Um, yeah, it, it's a funner, tighter experience. I liked how this one played more. I don't I like too. the themes of it though. The themes drove me crazy. I the themes like are, yeah, they didn't. Oh God! And the the bad thing is, on all these, you have to start somewhere, uh, and as you collect things and you collect remotes, uh, you unlock other levels. That continues here. Uh, you start out. You have to start. I didn't want to do it. I was like, I don't want to go to Christmas Land. But that's like one of the first places you have to go to start finding remotes, so you can get to the cooler ones, which is what we're playing on screen, which I really love. Is this this firefighter? Yeah. Uh, kind of thing going on, and I really like that one. Is it Mission Control? No, that's uh, anyway. I forgot. That I like. I really like the one here. You're dressed, Gex. He starts getting outfits, so he yep. gets to wear outfits themed for each uh for each levels, and and it's I I like it a lot as far as that goes. But I'm with you. The actual world itself, yeah, it doesn't seem just as, the James Bond stuff's just not interesting to me. It's just like. It's not me it's either, cheesy. and it just, it just prompted them to keep on making more and more Austin Powers jokes every second they got, especially uh, when he's when he's talking with the, through the you know in the full motion video stuff uh, with Agent Extra, 
um, is it's not it's not great. You know, it's not. It's unfortunate because I think there's there's stuff to mine there, right? You can have some fun. Oh, yeah. I just don't think this this thing knew the, what it was doing. The levels themselves are much. I, I like the designs a lot better. the The second one, uh, Enter the Gecko, had a lot more open world stuff, which was good. But a lots of times, I felt like it was too sparse, or mm. if there was anything there, it was just like they threw a bunch of assets of like you know whatever was the theme for that one. He's like, hey, collecting cans this time around to get power ups. Yeah, and and this one, you know, the levels felt really smart. I felt like I was really discovering things, um, and was really being challenged. And it just like you said, it was a lot tighter. They adjusted the camera angle a little bit, I think, because uh, you're a little further back from Gex, yeah. which you're controlling as a third person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of like that a little yeah, better. It seemed like it didn't clips get less. You get much. less stuff getting in your face that shouldn't be yeah. in your face, that kind of thing. They, yeah. they raised it a little bit, I think, in the rear. Yeah, they probably anyway, did. It's a better, a it's a better playing game. I just think the themes aren't as good as the, the previous one. Yeah, it's not nearly as... Yeah, the, the cartoon themes in the second one were kind of almost annoying, though, because I think isn't there one like the Toon World? It's oh, like yeah. there's there's Bugs Bunny. It's not Bugs Bunny, but it's Elmer Fudd, and yeah, it's just like some of you them were slow bullets chasing were, you. I'm like they were just kind of like, hey, this guy looks like Bugs Bunny, hmm. right? So you had to just sort of you know, but, know, what do you what do you what do you call that? What do you call it when you have to like, I guess, park your brain and realize that brand, brain. brands are hard right. and nobody's going to give you the rights to their IP, so they got to make a fake Bugs Bunny. It's just how it works. Yeah. But you're right. When you look at some of the themes here, this one time around, the levels are like Mission Control, which is sci-fi, Oregon Trail, which is hard. Oh, Oregon Trail. Yeah, Oregon. I just got that. Horror. Clueless in Seattle. My Three Goons is a gangster movie. War is Heck is a war movie. There's and a whole Totally g- Scrooge, which is where you start it, and so stupid. But you gotta you got to make through all of it so you can always final fight Riz. That's sure. how you get out of that's the That's the idea. The but there's a whole game yeah. called Oregon, Oregon Trail now. Oregon Trail. Yeah. No, I mean Oregon. There's one called Oregon about zombies. Oh, there's one called Oregon Trail? Yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I gave it away on TMS one day, and it's it's just like a zombie take on Oregon Trail. It's the same idea, but right. like okay. that. Even uses crappy old graphics. But uh, I wonder who's... This close is how I came to suggest we do or- Oregon Trail this week. I was like, we got to drop back a little bit next week. And I'm like, no. You know what? At some point, we could do that. I think we should, because I don't have the same connection to it a lot of people do. I thought it was an educational title that only you did in school, but I was wrong about that. Yeah. And I played the new one. Uh, It's on Steam now and was on phones and stuff for a while. That game's real good. and It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Now I kind of want to dig down into the the whole phenomenon of where that all came from. Oh, yeah. Agreed. And it it turns out there's a lot of games I like now that have aspects of those games and i didn't know that they were kind of responsible for those those ideas oh yeah so we'll, we'll do that one day why not we're gonna get we're gonna we'll get to that one yeah we'll get that one but you guys if we have finished talking about gex first oh hell yeah gex he's 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 also a hugh hefner type too i forgot about that i just saw his little his little outfit i think he's a is he is he karate man here i can't i, I think like around in, his, in the home in the hub world i think he's got that hugh hefner mm-hmm. uh robe on right the little yeah. red yeah. Yeah. And this one, he's, he's a ninja or something. I yeah. Know, I think. By the way, if you didn't know this, Gex is super rich. Oh, he's got all the money. Yeah. He, Which makes um, no sense because the first two, they don't talk about that at all, but suddenly he's rich. So, well, no, he was actually rich in the first one. I was didn't he? know this either. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know they this. tell you if that. You I don't remember that in the story at all. Yeah, that's right. Because you know why? Mm. I cannot find the PS1 <laughs> uh, instruction manual anywhere, but I did find the 3DO version and it go it prattles on for like, four pages <laughs> <laughs> really about Gex's backstory. And it is the crazy, 
It's the most crazy, convoluted crap ever. Like Gex, his 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 dad is working at NASA, and he explodes. He's also a gecko. Um, he explodes, and then uh, his mom starts dating. He he retreats to watching TV, and then his mom starts dating this guy, and this guy's trying to get him out, and he won't go out, and so he ended up getting into a big fight, and he and uh, his mom throws away all the TVs, so he runs away. He becomes homeless. And then, uh, so, so much, so much later, his mom comes by, drives up to limousine. One of his uncles died, left him a bunch of money. And so (laughs) he gets his part and then he moves, he moves around for a little bit. Then he moves back to Maui, uh, and then buys a bunch of TVs and stuff. It goes on forever. I'm looking at the manual. I'm looking at 3DO manual. It is insane how much story there is. It is crazy. And it is it just rambles. It is pointless. There's just, there's no character development. It's just one random crazy shit after the next. It is just, wow. I'm like, okay. Also, why do you put the butt jump button on C? Flip that over there. Put it on A. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you, 3DO? Yeah, you dumbasses. Um, okay, well, that's interesting. There is a whole... They, they even started with Ah, Hawaii, a lush tropical paradise. <laughs> famous for many things. Magnum <laughs> P.I., Hawaiian yeah. Eye, and that TV show starring Jack Lord. Oh, Jack Lord's Jack hair. Lord's hair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Quips. The yeah. quippings. It's of- almost, this is almost funnier than Cocker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, yeah. Well, another one that I'm not sure is as funny as we think it was. <laughs> uh, there's some other stuff worth mentioning. Whiplash probably could have been Gex 4. Um, yeah. This was a game built for PlayStation 2 and Xbox where a long-tailed weasel named Spanks and a rabbit named Redmond uh, went around yeah. did some some business. Kind of kind of same thing except they weren't like jumping through TVs and stuff. They were just they were they had another mode of travel, but it's just you know it's, it's all just a 3D platformer, the same stuff. Yeah, it's it, but it, it does feel there's a vibe from it that feels yeah. ripped from those headlines. <laughs> like Yeah, that's because that's what they were originally doing. They were developing a Gex 4. Uh, and then they, I guess they decided that the the brand wasn't strong enough or whatever reason. And they, they, they ended up working all that into whiplash. I Maybe never they didn't feel like they needed they had like a second, like a, they, didn't make sense for Gex, for Gex to have a rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What, what was this good? I don't remember this game at all. Zero. Context I for me. seems like I played a little bit of it. You know, it's just fine. It's, it was, it was good. It was good enough. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. It's all right. Passes. It's one of these. A, okay. It's one of these. Yeah, I feel like we're having a reckoning with what we thought was good, right? In the in the early three uh, D days, like we're we're having to look back and go, oh, I don't know, Mario sixty four, you kind of controlled weird, like you know what I mean? Yeah. We've gotten so good at these things, and I and they need to be seen and recognized for the innovators they are, but yeah. we have come a long way, man. Yeah, I mean, I did like Whiplash and how it. Uh, you know, you got you got to use the one the the main game mechanic, which is just whipping the crap out of people with your bunny, right? Yeah, that's whip. that's satisfying. But, you know, everybody likes to hit shit with their bunny. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like doing that? Also, man, that that PS2 is a big upgrade over the one, isn't it? Oh, such a big upgrade. Two is still the highest selling console of all time. Yeah, that's it, man. And not not likely to be un, unseated just yet. There was also a Gex Junior prototype that never went anywhere. I played this, but it, oh no way, really! Yeah, I heard of this. I, got so it I didn't off, know it was I playable. Think it, like uh, some guy acquired it through appropriate ways. Apparently, what he says on his archive.org posting of this, but I downloaded. It. It's very early prototype, early, yeah. early. Like 
there's the hub world and you are your little your little gex with a little red striped shirt and hat turned around backwards and that kind of stuff and you're just you're uh i don't think there's as much story as far as you know being addicted to tv or anything i think you're just at a tv facility and you're and you're jumping through uh, and, and playing. So, Wayne, does Gex have kids, or is this Gex at a young age? What's the idea? I they, no story opening. Just, just you just plopped in, and you're a little gecko, uh, and you know he looks like he looks like Gex Junior, just like you would think you would look like. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing surprising there. You're collecting remote stuff, and you're and you're jumping in and going into different tune worlds and that kind of stuff. It was, I think, it was supposed to actually. I think the idea was they finally realized that. Gex really, sh- it's it's kind of an odd look because it looks like it's targeted towards kids, but then you got Dana Gould saying oh, all these super adult yeah. inappropriate things. So yeah, I think they were trying to go, okay, what if we did actually sell this to kids? Yeah, I can you see know? that. Yeah, Gex Junior. Gex Junior. Never happened. Never Probably happened. Probably never will. Is my guess. Mm-mm. They're not doing that as part of this a part of this uh, remake. They're not I gonna- would. Stick It'd be interesting. There. I don't know if they have any further prototypes than this one I played, but I guess it's a possibility they could have, you know, they could have done something with I it. I suppose so. They well, there you go. A deep look at Gex. Go play it and uh, see what you think. See if we're uh, wrong about our hot takes. Maybe we're right about them. I don't know. But uh, it's a piece ooh, of history. Ooh. Yeah. Did you? We talked about this earlier, but that fan made uh, thing of Gex really made me want a Gex 90s cartoon. That was amazing. That that uh, video, oh, yeah. the flip, flipping ding dong, yeah. did back uh, what in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that looks great. Seen that? I did. Looks good. It's stupid, but good. Oh, it's so stupid. It's it's. But it's they, nail the, they nail the they nail the feeling it. though, right? Of the era, they yeah. totally nail it. Um, yeah. Speaking of VHS, there's a bunch of VHS effects in there. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I love that. It's, yeah. it's constantly doing plays. It looks like some, they pretended like they recorded uh, a nineties episode of of Gex cartoon that never existed. Uh, and and played it. It was it was pretty fun. I beat this. Uh, I didn't mention it, but I beat the first Gex on the 3DO all the way. Did you really? Now you, you yeah. had a 3DO, or you had a friend? Who had a I had a 3DO. I had one. Nice. And I sold it to a friend though. When I got my PlayStation, I sold my 3DO to my friend for a hundred dollars. You fool! And he got two now, games. So they, like, I don't think so. You're not a fool because look, you can pick up one now for two hundred dollars. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think it would have been. It's they yeah. haven't appreciated that much in value. But I no. gave him. Gave him that for hundred bucks. Two games. Uh, one was if Return anything, Fire. You and, won. Yeah, I probably won. Return Fire, and I think maybe Gex. Oh, three games. I gave him Gex, Return Fire, and Road Rash. All three of those. So he got a really good deal. Yeah, he got a good. It was yeah. still a good deal. So and I used that money to buy a multi tap for my PlayStation One. Oh, yeah. see, that's even better because that, that's actually something you would actually play instead of three D. No, it's useful. Never. But here's my point. Game. When I started playing Gex. I remember feeling like, ooh, this is the next big thing. This is going to challenge oh, yeah. Mario. This is going to challenge Bandicoots and all this stuff. And by the end, I felt like it was just kind of average and it wasn't really challenging much. It was just kind of like, yeah. nah, it's fine. It's, it's they, fine. They, and it was kind of, they do what a lot of these 2D platformers do. They just, it, it's, as you get a, go along, they just increase the number of enemies on screen yeah. until it just becomes more and more challenging until you just like want to pull your hair out. But, yeah. It's, it's good. It's absolutely it's so correct. Uh, well, there you have it. It's time for us to play a little game. Destroy it. <laughs> We're going to play uh, Guess My Game. We take some old audio from an old game. We play it, and we see if we can stump each other into uh, either getting it right or wrong. And uh, my recollection is neither of us have a great record leading up to today. <laughs> <laughs> so We've been kind of um, – sometimes we, we – 
toss softballs and sometimes we uh we toss rocks yeah. right in people's heads and we never guess them. So Yep. And also I'm noticing yeah. that you've highlighted your field here. Does that mean you forgot what you've submitted to the thing today? Of course. What do you think I'm doing right now? As <laughs> I you, love as you that. speak, I am scrambling. I love remember it so what much. in the hell I put in here this morning. My one of my favorite things is you forgetting what game you picked for your guess my game. I love that. <laughs> well, I can't write it in there. You'll see it. Yeah, no, you're right. And you I can't dirty, either. Dirty dog. I d- I'll, the only reason I know is I have a separate note on a different app that t- just reminds me. So oh, that's I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, chat room. Just go straight to Choplifter when Brian does this. <laughs> um, all right. I I'm, I'm going to, oh, you got it. Good. I'm going to start yeah. with mine. This is uh, audio from a uh, the year 1982. I will tell you, this is the Atari 2600. Uh, so we're going way wow, back. That is, wow, but serious, but going way back. Speaking of, we talked about it earlier, the the number of, the, how how large it is to download uh you know entire collection of something yeah. old yeah the twenty six hundred collection the whole thing yeah I guess like twelve k megabytes it's like four megabytes or oh to- for the whole like, library holy crap yeah yeah that's I think I nothing. can't remember exactly don't don't quote me on that but it's, it is just crazy stupid that's embarrassingly low right I mean you'd you never download the whole thing in about five seconds yeah <laughs> you got to go ahead and in time by forty years to have this make the difference it does but man right what the hell dude. All right, well, here's the game. See if you can figure it out. Right, oh, and I'll warn me. you, it's annoying as hell because Atari well, 2600. Well, it's Atari 2600. Yeah, what did you think? They're, be, they're yeah. really bad. So here you go. Yeah. I may have given it away with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a no-brainer. I've got like I've got like a couple of million of these in a in a pit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> ah, crap. So what is it called, Brian? <laughs> that is ET, the extra extra terrestrial. You know why I thought of that one is because you were talking about all this VHS stuff, and I thought, yeah, that's a good one to pick. But I shouldn't have left so much music people, at the top. That totally blew it. People crap on ET. But I mean, I didn't purchase it, so I just played it. My cousin had it, and I thought it was fine. Well, because <laughs> I mean, we're dumb, kids. we were stupid kids. We didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I played it. I mean, you had to click the little good. phone parts. Yeah. I mean, and it, it was frustrating because you would fall in the hole. But so many games were like that anyway. There was there was tons of games that were just as frustrating as et to me so i people give it shit all the time and i'm like this is just as frustrating as a million other games of this generation i was like whatever you know, you know what i love though is that guy made et but he also made right. one of the greatest maybe the greatest atari 2600 games ever made his name was howard Co- sorry howard scott warshaw he was a right. single designer and developer that made all the games he made when he's at atari he's usually a one guy deal yeah, and he made ET. But prior to that, he made the best twenty six hundred game ever made, and that was Yars Revenge. Yeah, so we knew you he know knew why how to it? make stuff. He knew stuff. You they know? knew he was competent. The problem was that the guys up top. This is all. <laughs> this is all guys up top. Problem, by the way. This is this yeah. is all them yeah, because they nice. were like, oh, we got we got Spielberg and uh, and he wants ET and he's he's agreed to do it and if we can just show him what we got and it's like okay we we he's greenlit it all right we need it out by Christmas and we mm-hmm. got to have it done and. You know, so many weeks go. Yep. And he almost one of, one of my things, things famous or favorite things about this guy's story is he almost finished two games right before the video game crash of 83 where everything got wiped out and everything got sold yeah. off. He had to stop production on a game called Saboteur, which no one's ever seen, but it was oh. almost finished. And he had a and he had a game based on the A team, the TV show that is Oh my also god, unfinished. I would have loved to have an A team. I know, right? Can you can you I can I can just see a single bit uh <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. T. Yep. But all of his games, including E.T. at the time, until right. it, it, everyone realized how bad it was and they got rid of all of them, uh, he had sold over a million copies of Yars Revenge, a million copies of E.T. A million, I mean, he was a legit dude and he didn't get really yeah. paid very well for it. No, he didn't. They, none of them did at that time. None of them It was did. a shame. Yeah. That was that was all up top men. Yeah. That's, that's, they screwed that up. But he's 65 now, chilling in Colorado. He's fine. That's he care. Yeah, he didn't care. He's laughing it up. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> E.T., terrible game. <laughs> Six um, weeks of my life, I'll never get back. <laughs> not a, uh, someone in the chat mentioned it, but there's a documentary called uh, the, here. Oh, yeah, there's a great documentary on the E.T., like the quest to get to the E.T. And they, Oh, here it is. Atari Game Over, this one's called. It's very good. Okay. If you haven't seen it, I've seen you should that watch one. it. Yeah, you should watch it. He's in it. Okay, I have to watch that one. Okay. That guy's great. Um, okay. And he did the first Easter eggs, that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the good job. Oh, uh, there was Easter eggs in the first uh Gex we didn't talk about. Um, but it wasn't good things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one fantastic. Of the, one of the developers, uh one of the developers was uh, several of the developers were unhappy with with uh with how things were going. And so he, he put like a big old Easter egg in there that had like some of the upper upper men. He put oh, their information the in there, totally doxed them. Doxed the, the doxed his his employers. Yeah, let these people know this sucks butthole. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, I love that, though. Everyone's I don't know. I feel like every game's got something like that in there, you know? Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? You're programming hot coffee. I mean, that hot coffee thing was supposed to be a mode, but still. Yeah. Remember when people flipped out about that? You know what they do in video games now? Why? Where's all the flip out now? It's like not even close, dude. No. What were they? And that I was like 03 or something? We've hit maximum freak out. There's just no more freak out left. I'm, I know I'm out, dude. I don't have yeah. any left. I'm out. No more freaking out. I got, I got the energy. You don't have energy or time for anymore? What's that? Anything other people want me to do. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, no, I'm with you. You could you could call me and say, hey, I want to do this thing. And I'd say, oh, okay, cool. Let's do yeah. it. Like, I don't mean in that way. I mean, like, yeah. if the neighbor's having a party and they're right. like, Scott, you should be in charge of A or B. And I'd go. Oh, I ain't doing shit. Bump that. I'm mean, not coming. You mean voluntolds? No, yeah, voluntolds. Told me nothing. I don't do any of those anymore. Yeah, and I have no yeah. problem to their face saying, nah, I'm good. I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. I have had a real flip in my life. Oh, yeah, dude. There gets a point in your life. We're, 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 we're edging into that part of life where it's like, nah. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> no, is, no is not a problem for us. Not anymore, no. <laughs> like, even if we get a good 30, 30 years left in our lives or whatever we get. Right. I'm using it how I want to use it. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if it sounds a little selfish. I spent a lot of time in the first third to half of my life yeah. trying to please everybody. I don't want to do that yeah. anymore. I'm a I'm a good social person. I I do all the social things and That's right. all the social etiquette. It's me now. It's my time. It's me. It's my time. It's a little bit of Scott time. Get out my way, bitch. <laughs> Get out the way. Get out uh, the way. All right, let's do this. Uh, I'm gonna play your clip. All right, we'll see yes. if I can figure it out. Uh, this Game is... Boy Color 1990 of nine. All right, and I've looked it up and I know what it is now. All right, excellent. Here we go. I'm kind of grooving on it. Oh yeah. Um. You got three questions. All right. Nintendo property or no? No. Uh, we'll take from that a third-party game. Side-scrolling? 
Side scrolling, baby. Uh, based on a popular IP? I think so. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. But I mean, I'll give you one more since that's kind of almost a little. But like bit. objectively, is it based on a popular IP? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there was there was three of these, so yeah. Oh, that's a good hint. There are three of them. Yeah. Um, this is the second one of these three. Let me hear this again. It's there's the second of three. That means it was successful. Oh my now, gosh. The first one doesn't the first uh, one of these was not released on the Game Boy Color. It was not? No. So it was just Game Boy then. Yeah. Well, no, no. It was not on, it wasn't on the uh, Nintendo at all. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Although I still don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> all right, I'm going to just guess this is uh this is Batman Part 1 2, Part 2 of Batman. Nice, close, close. Damn it! Uh, we didn't get to Batman until uh, till the third one. This oh. is uh, Gex. Enter the Gecko. Shut up! <laughs> For no. Game Boy Color, it is. <laughs> you cheater! I snuck it in there. I snuck it in on Did, you. Didn't I do this last week to you? I think it's fair play. <laughs> I think you did it to me at one point in time. Yeah, I did this to A you. Little last payback. Week. Yeah, I played back, mother. I played one of the things that were in the thing. I even played some of that game. Oh no, this is the one I, I didn't play. It's Never mind. so forgettable, though. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. It's so forgettable. Yeah, this is the one I didn't play. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, uh, I played for like half a minute. I was like, <laughs> I'm. Uh, that's really funny. So this is that yeah. GBA game we talked about earlier. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Brian one, Scott zero. Starting today. That's how this works. That's perfect. That's perfect. Good it's, job. Good job, everybody. Welcome oh, oh. I got an email from Jelly Bean. Yo, 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 Jelly Bean. What up? Jelly Beans. <laughs> I'm in a mood. Uh, play retro show at gmail.com is where Jelly Bean sent this and says the following. Hey, retro. Oh, I like that. Hey, retro. Oh, hey, retro. That's a fun way of doing emails. I think it of is. Them. I like it. Call us hey, retro all the time. Hey, I like retro. Uh, I just finished the Banjo Kazooie episode and Scott mentioned that he wanted a Mortal Kombat car- kart racer. It mm-hmm. exists in Mortal Kombat Armageddon on the PlayStation 2. What? There is a mini game which is full kart racer called Motor Combat. Might be worth checking out. So we're going to look at this now. I did not remember I, this. I also didn't play that one, so that might be why. Right. This is on the PS2. Yeah, I didn't play this either. PlayStation 2. Armageddon was not a good fighting game, but I didn't realize it had a kart racer in it. That's a no-brainer. So we, we our brilliance has been usurped. Yeah, I've been, we've been usurped. Uh, here it is. Wait. No, I can't find it. Everything's Mortal Kombat 1 on YouTube right now. Uh, where is the current racer? See, see, Mortal if you had to call it what I wanted to, Mortal Kart Bat, Mortal be a lot easier to find. How about just Mortal? No, wait a minute, Kart, just Kart Combat Two Ks like that. Doesn't have to have Mortal in there, you know? Okay, here it is, Mortal Combat. Uh, oh, Jesus, it's hard to find. Jesus, nobody ever played it. It's hard to find. <laughs> is this it? Oh, I think this might be it. Okay, here we go. Okay, chat. Let's have a Shut look. that guy up, though. Jeez, he's talking. Shut yeah, up. There's uh Okay, we select a track. Okay. Definitely PlayStation 2 era looking oh, graphics. Is, yeah. So this, this is, was built into Armageddon? Really? Yeah. Okay, let's see what the racing yeah. looks like. Oh, this looks all right. <laughs> this looks all right. I mean, it's... I'm watching Scorpion race a Scorpo car and... Uh, yeah, I'm seeing that. That's all right. 
uh, what's what's uh, I mean, it's I little, love it. Oh. I love when they drive. They're doing the drive by. I do like drive by. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, this isn't what I ultimately want, but this doesn't look so bad. Man, they just put this as a little crap side note. Come on, man. Yeah, make a full game, you cowards. Make a full game. Even this. This is not bad. Start here. Yeah, they're cowards. Make a whole game. You cowards. <laughs> you bunch of cowards. You bunch of cowards. All right. Finish him. Well, I like the I like the clarification though, because I did not know this until we got this email. I neither now. I want to see if I got a PS2. I wonder if I can order this. You probably can't. Uh well, yeah, I don't want to get in the round. eBay, whatever. Yeah. Let's see how much this thing is. Or get a ROM let's somewhere. They, let's see how much let's see how 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 much they value this thing on eBay. Yeah. What is the what do the eBay gods say about the value of or what is it mortal uh, motor cart no motor that's the thing i said motor it's motor combat and it's on that's it but you're looking for mortal combat annihilation which is technically mk4 or something annihilation not armageddon or is it armageddon Armageddon. shit armageddon that's what the email says anyway armageddon premium edition yep it's armageddon oh there's a (laughs) what do you what's the premium for $60 too much. Uh, let's see. $16.99 for just the disc or $24.99 for complete inbox. Ooh, yes. With the registration card. Well, I got to get that one. When this first came out, it was rated 7.8. So yeah. that's not bad. $120 premium still book edition. Sony. Holy <laughs> Moser. $120. Yeah. Yeah. You sure like your game. We don't want that shit. That's, I don't want that that's shit. No good. No, we don't like that. That's not bad. I can do that. That's like fourteen ninety nine. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. There are worse things to spend your time with. Um, wow. Okay. Oh, the new Pikmin got a really good review. Weird. I'm not really into. Pikmin. How's that weird? You don't like anything? I Pikmin didn't like Pikmin. I'm not a fan of like gather up a bunch of little dudes and make them do a thing. It's not really my thing. I. It's kind of like when I was growing up and Magnum PI would come on. I'm like, I don't want to watch Magnum PI. <laughs> and then 15 minutes into it, I'm like, you're yeah, a mustache guy. I do you that sometimes. Him. Yeah. You know what? That's a good comparison. <laughs> I'll do that with a video game. I don't actually really like playing that much. And I find myself right. still playing it. So that's how Pikmin it. is. Every time I'm like, I don't want to play Pikmin. I'll be playing Pikmin. I'm like, oh, I'm having fun. I just Damn. don't like this whole, <laughs> I need 20 of you to move this ball. It's, I don't know. Something about it. Right. Something yeah. about it always rubs me wrong. Can't figure out why. But I'm glad for people who love it. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I just noticed Brian wrote, son of a butthole, you did it. Yeah, son of a butthole, you did it. Uh, that's it for that. All right, our next discussion is going to be Smash TV and Total Carnage. Do you guys remember the, these games? Total Carnage is kind of a spiritual successor to Smash mm-hmm. TV. But Smash TV is OG as hell. I loved that game. Classic. Lots of arcade quarters put in there. It is, it's responsible for my modern-day love of dual-stick shooters. Uh, I don't even know... I can't even imagine video game trajectory life without Smash TV being right in the middle, smack yeah. in the middle of it. So, I, pl- I didn't play Smash TV at the arcade very often. We mm-hmm. didn't have one. Later on, I got to play it when it finally made its way back around the second time. Yeah. Um, then our arcade's closed. Uh, I played it. I, can't, I was trying to remember which platform I played it on. It was on everything. Yeah, everybody had it. And the version, yeah. the SNES version, I think, is the one I spent the most time with mm-hmm. outside of arcade. But lots of arcade, lots of quarters. That game and I got along real well. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. Smash TV and Total Carnage next. Excuse me, next week on Play Retro, which there will be a show next week. I'm I'm off to a family reunion for the weekend, but mm-hmm. I am back by then. So uh, you'll be playing some Smash TV at the family reunion. Shut oh, up. I wish. 
I'm smashing some TVs. Instead, I'm going to want to yeah, smash an actual TV because I'm going to be so annoyed with certain rel- <laughs> certain relatives. <laughs> Not all of them. Just a couple of them. Anyway, uh, that'll be us next week, and that'll be great. I'm very much excited about that. In the meantime, I would like to thank some brand new patrons who joined us this very week. And uh, their names are easy to read, so I'm going to read them. Lord Ampersand. That's oh. cool. If he doesn't have a okay. t-shirt with a big old ampersand on it, then he's living wrong. <laughs> Get that done. Jeremy Allen, DP, and Michael Burrier. These folks have joined us here recently, and you can be like them oh, and take advantage of our no commercial feed that we put up on there, our pre-show content every week, and there is some mm-hmm. this week. Ours this week was great. You guys are going to love it. Yeah. Uh, monthly benefits that you can only get if you sign up today at Patreon. And me playing my stupid Patreon. master system. I've done it a bunch of times. Oh, Where'd yeah. You go? Yeah, more extra video up there. That's right. So yeah. go check all that out. That, again, is patreon.com slash play retro. Yeah. All right. I think it's going to do it. Brian, you have anything you'd like to, to add? Oh, you know what? Go to our website, frogpants.com slash play retro. And the reason you wanted to do that is all the links are there, like our email, the text line. All the ways to contact us, all the archives, all that stuff is there. All right. A link to the Patreon, all of it. It's all there. I'd like to see us get the amount of feedback that you used to get in gaming magazines. I like for people to say, hey, Retro, and just like share your stories. Send us your stupid drawings that you made of your favorite game characters. Like Crayon. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. We should do a, we should talk to to Zarek and the community about something he's good at that yeah stuff. i don't know we'll, we'll we'll think about it but we love making the show we hope you love listening to it that is going to do it for us between now and the next time we talk please go play something retro and we'll see you then get more at frogpants.com for me you shouldn't have sweet like candy